All right, man. So what have you been up to? Um, just eagerly awaiting the inauguration while trying desperately not to get COVID. Okay. That, yeah. That, that, <laughs> that's what my life That's a good plan. Of. That's a yeah. good plan. Don't get COVID. Um, I, I've just been, this whole week, I've been toggling between watching these crazy videos of inside the Capitol. Yeah. Uh, which are just and, and getting nightmares from them actually like they're 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 Fair. just terrifying mm-hmm. um and then actually trying to just not think about this stuff at all right you know it's it's like it's really extreme but but it's like I'll go down these holes where I'm like oh I I just need to see this stuff because I need to see how actually close this was to something really horrific it was already horrific to begin with but yeah um it could have been really bad and i don't know if you've seen any of this stuff but it's it's nuts it's What's absolutely the, the, the stuff the from inside the of inside course. the cabinet the, there's like yeah. that new yorker reporter oh, who has thing. like the 16 minute video that was the best it was yeah. nuts I it mean, showed you how crazy what their true intentions were it shows you their intentions it kind of shows you their ideology a little mm-hmm. bit um yeah, and it also shows you that they do not care about the cops at all. No, uh, that was that, that was, was all fake. So so clear. They kept on saying, "Hey, we're on your side." And meanwhile, their friends were literally beating, beating them on the I steps. Know. I mean, and trying to kill them. So anyway, I just can't wait to get back to being able to like openly hate the Democrats again without <laughs> like the fear of that hurting. Right. You know, helping Trump. Right. Like I long for those days where we used to get to bash the Democrats who we have such problems with, but like we've had to kind of collectively just kind of keep our mouths shut with this specific election. There was no way. There has to be a popular front kind of moment right now. Right. You know, there's, there's gotta be, we Um, needed it to like, just like, that's how much we all hate Trump is that like, we really got behind Biden. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I'm rooting for Biden right now. And actually that's, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. Um, Great. Is you know, inauguration's coming up. Let's talk sure about is. what's to come, or what we think should come. Right. This is no politics at the dinner table. I'm Tony Biancasino, and I'm Amit Prakash. This is inauguration <laughs> week, and so um, today is literally the last day of Donald Trump's presidency. That is, if he decides to leave no, tomorrow not. at noon. Um, but, but, uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about Joe Biden and, you know, a possible future. Great. Before we get into the Biden stuff, did, uh, yesterday was Martin Luther King day. Um, did you do anything for it? Um, Yes, I didn't leave my house and didn't contribute to the ongoing COVID. Prop, uh, yeah, that, so there so you go. What I've what I've been doing is so so you did. This, it was yeah, a service I'm project. Kind of just I stayed yeah. home. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I I did. I go. mean, it's not typically a holiday that I do anything f- for. You know, it's it's kind of one of those mm-hmm. holidays where typically, even when I worked full time jobs, it was one where I just got to like just be home just relax you know it's not right. like up you know right. fireworks and barbecue it's always just been like a right. day of rest right. <laughs> which kind of feels yeah. nice yeah yeah 
I, I, I mean, we need it right now. Um, I've been doing more stuff yeah. with my kids on That's MLK cool. Day. We usually read a speech, um, or I'll you know, I'll do some like mini lesson. I don't know if they like it so much. I, I think they like it a little bit because they start asking questions afterwards. That's nice. I like that. It's um, a good tradition. But yeah, but we do we do we do a speech or something like that. What happened yesterday? So I had a great time talking with my kids um, about MLK yesterday, and um, it's also a chance just to kind of refamiliarize myself with some of his history because there's a lot. Um, but then. I read what the Trump administration put out um, on MLK Day, which is the 1776 Commission Report. I don't know if you heard about this thing. You I did, this thing but go all? on. Okay, so this is this is the Trump administration's response to the 1619 yeah. Project at the New York Times. That the if, for those who don't know, the 1619 Project is an, an attempt to. Uh, create a different chronology of American history to uh, showcase and and really sort of underline the fact that slavery has been a structuring force in American history uh, since the beginning, right? And so much of the way we live now and certainly for the past two centuries has been uh, influenced by the institution of slavery and all of the other institutions that grew up around it, you know, We've talked a lot about the police, you know, the police coming from the slave patrol. Here's the, that's the clearest example of that a direct line, right? That's just one. So that's the 69 project. And of course, the Trump administration said this is anti-American. Um, and so they got this commission together and they just published a report. And I, and I lost an hour of my life reading it last night. Um, and and I, it's infuriating because it's all about how American history should okay. be taught. And their whole argument is... What they they call for a, a quote restoration of American education, which is also quote honest, unifying, inspiring, and ennobling. All right. So basically, they want patriotic. You know that that you should get out of history class and just be like, I love America, and that and that's it. And the right away they um, they get off track with the honest and accurate stuff <laughs> like they, they right away they, they they sort of mischaracterize the civil rights movement they and what's really kind of maddening is that martin luther king is probably the person who's quoted most um in in that document um and and basically the argument is like look martin luther king said we should be judged by the content of our characters not the color of our skin and therefore, you know, affirmative action and these, you know, identity politics is antithetical to, you know, the commanding heights of the civil rights movement and is actually a betrayal of, of, of the civil rights movement. And we, all we need to do is get back, is to quote unquote, get back to colorblind uh, Martin Luther, Luther King views um, of the way America should be. All right. I just want to say that to put that out on Martin Luther King day um, is like spitting in the face um, or spitting on his grave. Really? I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely maddening um, what it kind of forgets right away is that the idea that Martin Luther King was against any kind of help for African-Americans 
due to slavery and Jim Crow is preposterous already, you know, so he's killed in 68 already in 1961 and 1965 JFK and LBJ have started affirmative action, right? They've, they've already started those programs. So first of all, the idea that MLK is against that is just bogus. Um, the other thing that is conveniently forgotten is that this man died an enemy of the state. But one of the most hated people at the time of his death. Hated. The FBI files on them are massive. There's a new movie called MLK uh, slash FBI. I haven't seen it yet, but it's all about these newly uncovered files. They're pretty horrible. But we know this story. We know this story is that that they they watched him. They tried to undermine him at every step. J. uh, J. Edgar Hoover thought he was one of the most dangerous men in America. they sent him letters encouraging him to commit suicide because they were going to expose his, you know, dalliances with other women and cheating and stuff like that, um, and show him to be a hypocrite or something like that. Um, and so the idea that the United States has always been kind of what Martin Luther King is for, and we just kind of quote unquote need to get back to that. Um, I actually think is offensive. Um, and so I just wanted to say that really because just because we just finished <laughs> Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> I had this nice yeah. time with my kids and then I read that report and man, yeah, man, but that's I just, just got what angry. the Trump um, that's just what they do. I mean there's nothing that would be genuine yeah. about them celebrating anything that has to do with I mean the funny thing is so it's a it's a report on right. American history, right? They didn't hire one professional historian. I mean, they don't it. have they don't have real They're, scientists. They don't have real medical people briefing them on COVID. I yeah. Mean, this guy yeah. is a loser. He's a guy that doesn't want yeah. anybody that, that's in reality near him. He just wants his robots that just do whatever he wants around him. So if you're looking for a hate <laughs> read, um, I highly recommend don't even uh, read the 1776 it. You know, don't Commission even read it. Report. Yeah. It's all, first of all, it's all of 41 pages and like 10-page appendix, which is just quoting the Declaration of Independence and stuff like that. Um, anyway, I just needed to get that off my chest. All right. So let's, let's talk, um, Biden. So you, you had a brilliant idea, um, about what Biden could do. And first 30 days, baby, I got it mapped out. Right. Right. So, okay. Repeat that idea. Cause I think it's a genius idea. First 30 days. Very simple. Obviously COVID, you got to get that figured out. We need to get the vaccine figured out. Those are the obvious things, right? If you can, if you can even double or triple the amount of vaccines being given within the first 30 days, you're going to get the credit. You get to always now the okay. next in four years now go when I took over three or four, just like when stuff good happens, even if it's, you know, on the trend from the administration, you, you kind of get that when you become president, you get to claim yeah, your oh economy, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. whatever. Um, got to get that figured out need to bail people out. I don't care. Write the check. The money appears. Who cares where it's coming from? Figure it out. Just start giving people money. Like we all need it. Everybody needs it. That's not a mega millionaire. We all need to get bailed out some way more than others. Um, So that's the obvious stuff. But what I think is the not so obvious stuff is Biden was the mastermind of the crime bill in the Mm -hmm. nineties. That crime bill won um, shied many black voters away from voting for him this time around, rightfully so. Um, it also um, 
is something he kind of has apologized for and has admitted it was wrong, even though at the time, you know, history can can show you that a lot of people supported that. It wasn't like he was this lone wolf, like screaming his crime bill. They all everybody wanted that. Um, I think his first 30 days in, he needs to um, have major prison reform where nonviolent cannabis, marijuana offenses of any level, if they're nonviolent, he needs to get them out of prison immediately. Right. And he needs to to forgive their felonies so that they can vote. And what you just did is one, you've erased not erased, but you've started to heal the damage done by your right. crime bill. You've actually showed up immediately for the people who you said you're going to change. Um you've You've, you've kind of tipped the hat and said, I got you Georgia, Atlanta, who saved your ass, and the black voters who saved his ass because black, black voters came out in big, big numbers for him. Right, and they're disproportionately and in prison dispro- for the stuff. P- p- proportionately in prison for the stuff. Um, so that would be my day one, you know, figure it out, announce it, and get it done. Because then yeah, what you do I is you bring back the you bring back the Democratic Party that you, you used to at least pretend you were, which is like for the people. You've all we've all used fucking marijuana enough. White people are getting becoming billionaires off of this right now legally. States are selling it, and 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 there are people still in prison for it. There's people that are now out of. I have a friend who was in prison for ten years for selling weed, like five pounds. And he can't vote. And he was actively campaigning against Biden. And I'm like, I get it. I totally get it. But he, if if the votes were restored, there would be some forgiveness and we could start to heal. And then that parlays into, let's figure out this whole prison, you know, education to prison pipeline, the the for-profit prisons. Then you can actually take that on. But that to me is number one. That's what I'm doing. I don't care who's happy or mad about it. That's just what needs to be done. I think that's a great idea. I mean, I really, I want to, we need to figure out how this idea gets into the ears of people because, because I mean, I know I can already see where the pushback's coming from, which and is from cares? the prosecutors, who of cares? course, right? And and the prosecutors are going to say, you know, um, and then that might actually force the conversation on how we think about what a gr- good prosecutor 100%. is, right? So rather than just locking people up makes you a good prosecutor, just like a doctor, no, how many operations you do makes you a good I would also fire them. If there was pushback it's, by prosecutors, you know, I would fire them. I mean, I would come in here because... Well, he can do that at the federal level. And the thing is, like, there's so many levels to it, but I think you're you exactly right, is that if it's coming from the perch yes. of the presidency, that can uh, trickle down in various ways and, and at least exert pressure. Right, that that it can it can create you got some two sort of years pressure. to get something done. You only get two. God forbid yeah. you lose Georgia in two years. God forbid you lose uh, um, Arizona. Any of these places that showed up, Michigan. You need major reform, and it has to start at the lowest level, which is prison. These are uh, these are historically citizens we don't care about anymore because they can't vote. Well, guess what? The party that restores those votes is going to get those votes, and they shouldn't be in prison. With with the status of cannabis in this country and around the world where we are so behind the mark, um, it's time to not only legalize it everywhere, but also 
um, forgive past mistakes that have been made when it was illegal. No brainer. Great. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, so I mean, my sort of organizing question today is like what Biden can do and what should he do? And so you, you already sort of hinted at the first thing, which is I was going to talk about health care. Yeah. Starts right? with COVID. So health care. Healthcare starts with COVID. Right. Oh, absolutely. So look, we live in the richest country in the world and we have the greatest amount of COVID cases in both raw, raw numbers and in proportion to our population. The U.S. currently today, I checked on the WHO website, we have 20, over 23 million cases with 200,000 new cases on average every day. Uh, add to that, we have between three and 4,000 deaths a day for the past three weeks, and we're now at 392,000 deaths, all right? Um, I think we need the equivalent of something like uh, a sort of internal Peace Corps to sort of develop public health in this country, you know, that, that you need something on that's funded, that and then there's incentive, you know, that that people will want to volunteer for that and dedicate their time. Um, I know Biden has talked about putting a hundred thousand people on vaccine distribution. It's a great idea, um, but if you can sort of organize it in a way that doesn't just stop and then and then we go back quote to normal after COVID, because what COVID has exposed is all these you know glaring fault lines in our healthcare system, right? So I don't know, like. We need to embrace socialized medicine, but we can't call it that. Right? You don't have um, to. You just yeah. We just we need a better name, right? We we can we can certainly call the thing that we have by its what should be its proper name, which is corporate medicine, and it sucks. Um, but we need a better name for socialized medicine because I I think it falls they flat just, for they just for a lot of people. It's unfortunate, campaign. but it does. They just need to like hit up the people exactly. from Domino's or Taco Bell that have revamped those companies. <laughs> You love the Domino's. Um, of course I love you know, the Domino's. Domino's is new, killing it right now. New. And it was basically bankrupt <laughs> when I was a kid because they rebranded. <laughs> and that's what the Dem yeah. whole Democratic Party needs is a rebranding. They need a new marketing team. But, uh, yeah, to start, they need to start with COVID. COVID was the, if there's any silver lining, it's that, like, we all have been affected by this. We all know somebody that's either mm -hmm. gotten it or died. And w you're never getting another chance to like try to push some sort of um, universal health care through. You, this is it. If we can't do it after a pandemic where, you know, by the time this is right. over, it's going to be close to a million. You know, unfortunately, it's going to the numbers are going to get worse. Um, if you can't force it, then then it's not happening. It's not happening. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think this is you're this is coming the time, into right? the and presidency where Donald Trump is leaving and we're in the middle of a pandemic. You can only uh, go up. I don't know yeah. if you're being to go down from here. You can only go up. Right. So like right. go up big. Yeah, there's a, there's a older book now um, 
called the shock doctrine by Naomi Klein, um, who's this great journalist, but, but they need to sort of in, in her book, what she describes, what she calls the shock doctrine is how conservatives, they make opportunities of, of crisis. When they see societies falling apart, that's when they come in and privatize yep. everything. And one of her biggest examples actually was New Orleans oh after Katrina. That at New Orleans after Katrina, you have Zero. no public school system. You you just have charter schools, right? And 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 what they did was they knew that the society was in disarray, and they came in and sliced yeah. and diced it. The left needs to do that, right? <laughs> make 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 use of the crisis to, as you just said, to go big. Uh, and and you know, really and it's also things. that you. you okay. Sorry, one last point. It's also that like. Let's just call this what it is. Nobody was really excited about Biden, right? I, I don't know, and me and you talk politics with everybody. I, I didn't, I don't yeah. know one person in my life that was like, I'm a Biden guy. Like at the beginning when they were all running, it was all one who can beat Trump and two who was the safest and like can get people back. That's it. Right. That's how you got right. in. So if you're going to govern well in within the Democratic field, it was who 100 percent. I didn't, didn't want to go there, you know, because like it would make yeah, look like yeah. sore losers. But if you try to govern that way, not only are you losing control in two years, but you're out in four years because Trump's yeah. not going to go away. You know, his mouthpiece is going to be loud and they're and those those psychopaths need somewhere to go. And if you at least start bailing him yeah. out, send the money, do what he didn't do and his crooks that had control didn't do if you actually do it mm -hmm. money rules the world even at that level send those people some checks watch how quickly they they no longer care about trump that's it Okay, so the other thing, I had like a trifecta of things that I think are important that need to be addressed immediately. You've already hit on, on two of them. I want to elaborate on one of them, which is policing, right? So policing, um, so in the wake of, you know, rioting in these various American cities, there was a major government report that came out that identified two problems that provoked all this unrest, okay. um, racism and poverty. All right. These two things. And the report said that rioting was not due to some sort of deep seated black anger, but the rather it was the racism of white people and that the institutions that they had created that basically systematically impeded, you know, the self-determination of black people, um, and created multi-generational poverty. Right. And that's what this is, these riots and sort of protests were from. Mm -hmm. um, I'm quoting from the report here. White society is deeply implicated in the ghetto. White institutions created it, white institutions maintain it, and white society condones it. All right. This, what I'm quoting from, is a conclusion of something called the Kerner Commission, and it was submitted to LBJ in 1968. It could have been written last week, mm -hmm. right? Obviously not by a Trump commission, 
but this is something that's been going on for a long time and the sort of the 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 problem of racism the problem of poverty um and its continuity um you know in american history and its racialized continuity you know that that people are poor because they're black right that there's a sort of causal relationship there um sort of begs the question that you know this needs to be sort of changed and i think the sort of one way to sort of think about this is that what do we think about when we think about a nice neighborhood when we say hey that's a nice neighborhood you know what what, what do we think of you know i think of like good schools um you know roads that are not all in disrepair buildings that aren't like falling down and boarded homes up that and, look kept yeah, yeah. And, and also like public space that's kept, you know, like nice parks and, you know. Nice downtown there's, with some there's restaurants, hospitals, coffee shops. There's, there's yeah. you know, healthy food around, sure. you know, grocery stores and not food deserts, that sort of thing. All of those things, right? And basically, the I, I, reason I'm raising this question is like, I think this is actually a police question because all those resources that could be going to that, mm-hmm. right, to creating those quote-unquote nice neighborhoods is actually going to resolve the questions of poverty um, through the police, mm-hmm. right? And the police become then the silver bullet or like the real bullets, right? The, the police become the real bullets to deal with the problem mm-hmm. of poverty. Mm-hmm. Um, and And so that, you know, if... You know, you were talking about the crime bill. You were talking about um, an amnesty uh, for for marijuana crimes, uh, and and this sort of reallocation of resources, and basically it means like it's a budget issue, and that budget issue is fundamentally a police issue, mm-hmm. because you take away the money from. You know the weapons, the sort of the, the the weaponized response to poverty, and you actually address it. You know the thing is, people say, "Well, like, oh, well, how do you know that's going to work?" Well, we don't know it's going to work because we haven't really tried it. But why don't we try it? Right? That that the, the argument is that well, crime will come. We're like, maybe it will, maybe it won't. We haven't even tried it. All we know is that we have a system that is effectively just oppressive. Well, right? we it's actually oppressive. do know that it will work if you look at. Uh, certain European countries that have gotten rid of, um, you know, militarized police, or that never had them. Their their homicides are lower. The, right. Their, That's their certainly crime true. is lower. I mean, it's it's we we have places to look. It's not that we don't have some proof of at least like the hypothesis. It's based on it working other places, just like socialism. It's based on it working in other places. Um, so, you know, what what I think needs to happen is. What's going on right now is older white guys, especially, and women, but they're, they're, something's being, they feel something's being taken for them, their place in the world, you know, and it's based in, it's rooted in racism, which they're too blind to see, but they believe, you know, they're under attack. And that's a great PR move by big industry. That is a phenomenal move by lobbyists to, big oil, big tech, big tobacco, big whatever it is, energy. Um, If you could figure out how to turn that fear and that hatred into a class-based thing, a dollar thing, Mm -hmm. you'll see change in the country. If you could convince those same people to actually look at anybody that's in the same tax bracket of them as friends and people that are in the 
Tim Cook and Mark Zuckerberg as enemies, that's when you're going to see change. So I don't know how to, I'm not smart enough to figure out that messaging, but whether it's through lobbyists, whether it's through, you know, public funding of, you know, specific organizations, but that's the only way anything's ever going to change is if you can take that program and redirect it towards like Mark Zuckerberg does. He pays the same amount of taxes as you, bro. <laughs> right. Right. How do you, yeah. fi- how are you not outraged <laughs> or, or none at all or none yeah, Amazon? Yeah, yeah. How are you not outraged? How are yeah. you not? And that's, it's redirecting that, but that's a, no, it's I, something I, too it, big for me to figure I, out. Look, this is, I, I, I just, uh, quoted the Kerner Commission, which is LBJ time. I'll, I'll quote LBJ. LBJ said way back in the 60s, um, something to the effect, I think this is right, if you can convince the lowest white man that he's better than the best colored man, right. he won't notice that you're picking his pocket. Right. Right. Um, wow. Um, and, and then he, I think the quote ends with, he'll even empty his pockets for you. Right, <laughs> like like that that he he'll he'll be so sort of convinced. It's um, true, you know. I mean, and it's and true. this You're is still seeing it. Yeah, it's it's a very effective strategy, which is not about class; it's about status. Right, status. it's that you know, it's that I just feel better. I just whiteness. know that I'm better than you yes. because of who I am, not because of what I do. At least I've got the white yeah. skin. Yeah, and that is currency. Yeah, which is it is currency. Yeah, but it's not real currency. It's no. just it's no. fake currency. Yeah. It's just feel better currency yeah. for race psychological. But yeah, you're not invited to the dinner. You're not invited <laughs> to the dinner table, bud. <laughs> yeah. You know, Trump didn't hire any truckers for his administration, or you know, field workers or factory guys to like advise him. He he. It was all Wall Street guys. That's what I'm saying. All you idiots. All you hardworking Americans out there. None of you were part of the administration. Not one. There was not one blue collar oil guy that was like, no. you know what? I'm bringing uh, Fred, Gary here, <laughs> the Gary the mechanic, the, the coal miner, yeah. because I want. I, yeah, there's no coal miner. Remember they brought out. I remember there was a photo op where they literally brought out a coal miner in his coal gear, like he'd just come out of the mine right. with like right. coal smeared on his cheeks. Yeah, yeah posters. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. Totally absurd. Yeah, but yeah. that's what they do. It's like, and you're you're not invite you're not invited to that dinner. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the other major thing that needs to be addressed um, is policing through budget. Right. So that one way you can get around saying that this is not really anti-police because, you know, there's going to be a huge pushback to this. Um, but basically say, you know, we need money for libraries. We need money for hospitals. We need money for better schools. Or how you know, about this? You know, all of how that. about parks? Again, you've been given a gift. We just witnessed the effectiveness as one of, the, of one of the strongest police forces in the world against a little mob of, of 2,000 people, two to 5,000 people. Couldn't handle it, couldn't be organized, couldn't get their shit together, knew it was coming, knew it was a threat. Let them in, possibly part of it. So if, if there's ever a time, and then they beat the shit out, they killed one cop and beat the shit out of another. If ever there's a time, to attack the budgets of police forces, it's right now because clearly in Washington, D.C., the vice president is in the room and they walked right in the building violently, smashing windows. Yeah. So it doesn't work. And there are no people that are blue lives. That's fake. And they proved it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best thing they did. And I'm sorry someone died. 
But honestly, for all for anyone that wants true progress in this country, that was a bet that was a gift because those blue live cronies proved they're worse. You didn't see any 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 police being beaten at the BLM protests. It was the other way yeah. around. <laughs> very very cop. much the other way around. And trust me, those yeah. people are angry. They they could have. Yeah. They could have. Yeah. And I don't care if they burnt down a building. Who gives a shit? They didn't burn down the Capitol. They didn't kill a police officer in the Capitol. And let's be real. We have to just admit this. If they would have gotten their hands on Nancy Pelosi or AOC, they would have murdered them. Not even up. I won't even hear a debate about it. Yeah, they no, would have would killed have them. Lynching. We would have had mass murder of our senators and congresswomen. Can you imagine? Yeah. Anyone from the squad, God forbid, they would have got caught by that mob, skinned. That would have happened. And we're just like not all coming together. I mean, they were attacked. They would have done that to other Republicans who didn't feel like they were loyal enough, let alone what they sure. would do to the left. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So Discuss. the last thing that I think Biden needs to address right away, it's probably obvious, but which is climate. Um yeah. the I and the way I think about this is that he needs to put out like a war footing on climate. Um you know, during World War II there was rationing, there was the draft, there was there was all these things that basically said that um all of society is being mobilized in some way for this effort. It's a collective effort and everybody has to contribute in some way. Um, there has to be society level participation on this. Um, and because otherwise you can, you can obviously, you know, easily forget about it, neglect it, think it's not your problem. It's, you know, even people who believe in, you know, climate change is real and it's a real threat and it's an existential threat. It's very easy to sort of, just sort of bracket and say, I'm not going to think about that. I'm going to let the scientists sort of sure. work that out, you know? Um, sure. And so I think that's the biggest thing for him is to just sort of get it in people's consciousness. And actually one way to do that is to sort of create sort of demands kind of upon the population that they have to change actually how we live in some ways. Yep. I don't know. Well, what do you think? What, 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 what it, I think it's a good idea. I, I, something else came to mind. I think the first, first thing he needs to do, and then I'm going to get to what you just talked about. I think the first thing that they need to do, this administration, is apologize. I would come out and I would say, I'm sorry that we let you down so badly that you had to go vote for Trump. I'm sorry that you feel so angry that the last four years, you almost burned the place down. I'm sorry for all of the black men that didn't vote for me because we put them in prison. We're sorry for those policies. 
We're making a commitment today to change, to be here for people, both sides, come back. We're going to prove to you in two years. Put it out there. We got two years. We have four. You can vote us out in two years. We're going to show you in two years. And here's what we're going to do. Apologize to the world because we're an embarrassment, a true embarrassment. All the European, uh, all, all the people from the UN, we are a complete embarrassment. And we should apologize. That would be the right thing to do is for Biden to get in front of that UN council and say, I'm sorry, we're embarrassed. What, what that was we don't know what the fuck that was for four years and we're sorry we're working on it and we don't we no longer want to be the dominant we're they, the know-it-alls they can they world. can apologize for george w bush while they're at it then too i mean don't get me started that's another it's another episode but you know let's not go there um and start working together because not one country trying to solve climate is not going to happen right we Can't. need to figure this out and I think you're right. I think he needs to come in and have a special unit. Like the, hire all these people, the best scientists, the best, who the ever the hell is the fucking smartest people in the world that are, are far beyond where our brains could take us with that are working on solutions. There needs to, the, the defense budget needs to go to that because the real defense is against the climate. Look, that is the, that's the crisis that's going to kill us. The not horror China that was nine 11 created the department of Homeland security overnight. Right. A, yeah, a massive, it. massive government department, which yes. I don't particularly like in any way, but they did it. Right. So it's, they're able to do it. They, they, and, and, and this is something, you know, along with that, with the sort of healthcare and COVID thing, you can cre- sort of create a sort of a department to sort of deal with this. Right. hundred um, percent. And take money, yeah. put money in, like put, redirect a ton of cash. Look, if they can solve plastic, if we can get off plastic, we just bought ourselves a ton of time, you know? If we can get off oil. So so let's get a unit that's job is to f- get us off plastic. Let's we'll start with that. Yeah, yeah, made from oil. All right. Made from oil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the scary thing is like when you yeah, start, look, really when you start looking into, you know, hydrocarbons, it's like, wow, everything's like an oil. Derivative. I will say I, I briefly years ago was working on a, on a project with a very top scientist. And I said to him, what's the number one thing? And he's like, we have to get off plastic. That's number one before oil. But, and who who kept it all connected? Plastic's got to go. Or we got to figure out something that eats it mm-hmm. that gets rid of it yeah. because it's, it's destroying the earth. Yeah. Uh, anyway, all right. So easy tasks. This is, these aren't hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, I, th- they're hard to achieve, but I think they're clear goals, right? That that you can be kind of clear minded about the mm-hmm. goals, mm-hmm. um, and I really hope he succeeds. I wish I, I wish Me nothing too. but the Me best too. for this Biden. I hope we're getting Biden yeah. tattoos in four years. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. But my one last thing in closing is I'm still waiting to see what's happening with Stacey Abrams because they already named a new head of the DNC, yeah. a guy who lost. Yeah. Yeah, Jamie Harris um, to Lindsey right. Graham. Yeah. So I'm already slightly <laughs> yeah, concerned. I know you, you named a loser that lost to Lindsey Graham. Right. Um, that's the guy yeah. who's now in he- ahead of the party. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got something up your sleeve, can't you know? But either not to get off topic or not to start a new topic, but either there's a run in two years for her to become governor, yeah. and there's an understanding, which yeah. is fine, great, or they better give her something, boy. I, I, th- I think that must be it. It has I, to I be. I think it. that that must be it. 
Yeah. Um, otherwise. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. I can. I. I. I can see that she. She can. She can time. make a run at Kemp now, because yeah. now that Trump has thrown Kemp under the bus. Right. Um. She, I mean, it's. It, it's not going to be a cakewalk, but it's going to be much easier for her yep. uh, now that yep. she's got the the ground game and everything. But all right. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So um, next week. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week. We'll and, be back next week. And we have we have a, a fantastic guest coming up oh. um, who's going to explain to us a little bit about why there's this union between guns and God in this country. Um, that mm. And that's that's coming up in, in, in a couple episodes. So we'll guns and that God. One. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, let's see what happens. Yeah. Tomorrow is the um, inauguration, yeah. so everybody uh, watch. Yeah. Bon Jovi's playing. That's all I care about is Bon Jovi. <laughs> nice. Think they're going to do Living on a Prayer? Yeah, I, it would make sense. Uh, <laughs> or Cowboy. Yeah. Biden comes out to oh him, a cowboy. And he comes out on a Harley. <sighs> pretty good actually. they need to hire me yeah, dude yeah. i'll get this guy pumped yep yep all right no politics at the dinner table it's produced by Albert uh special music uh g Baderoy is back, back with in his awesome tunes um we are so excited you know it's such a big part of our podcast was g's cool music so um music by g and um we will uh we'll see everybody next week see you next week <laughs>